0: What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 154 of the Midwest Angler Podcast.
1: I am Scott Sturman, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Deitch. What's going on, dude? Oh, not much. I'm just kind of surprised that we still, you know, are rocking the same mics that we've always had. I figured by now, like, as much as you throw them around and everything like that, and how hard are, that you are on your gear, that we'd have a whole new setup. Every night,
0: I take these down and I put them into a case.
1: And then throw them around? No. Why no. not?
0: That's, I, I strictly do that when you're around oh, okay. trying to play up to you. Okay. You know, it's like, oh, look how hard I am on, on my gear here, man. <clears throat> on, on the podcast and, gear. Yeah, but at, at night I'm waxing the mics <laughs> and, and, and put if them in there. That's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Easy. I <laughs> see how close you are to that mic over there. You're licking it. And...
1: Yeah, now i are going to have to back up a little bit yeah, here.
0: Yeah. No, uh episode 154
1: that's crazy it really is when you think about it i mean it just really seems like we've just started not too long ago
0: yeah well sometimes sometimes (laughs) it seems like we've been doing it forever and sometimes it seems like uh uh yeah that we just got going but yeah already the second episode now of the year 2022 and uh that's crazy too because uh you know that whole 10-year challenge deal that everyone's talking about
1: right now on facebook you know everyone's doing the 10-year challenge the 10-year everybody to, doesn't everybody do that every year do Is they it, like i don't Is that know. just kind of it just seems like it i've seen this 10-year challenge before it kind of comes and like you could do it every year in all reality like oh a 10-year challenge like what's the well i've gotten fatter <laughs> i'll tell you that for free i have
0: definitely uh gained some weight but uh you know, you think, for, for me, you know, it's like, oh, 10 years, man, like, I was 23 years old, like, I mean, I'd already been out of freaking high school for 15 years, I've been right. out of high school longer than I was ever in high school.
1: Isn't that crazy to think when you start to Yeah, that? that's really crazy to think,
0: <laughs> that's really crazy to think, because I, like, in my mind, I still think, like, I'm a young, hip dude, you know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what's going on, I, I...
1: You better get know. yourself some twenty twos for that Colorado. That's out what there I need to do.
0: Twenty fours, probably. Twenty fours yeah, and some just, 18s in the back. Yeah, just like some that. big old big old rims, big old speakers, and probably some dark window tint <laughs> and just mean mug the crap out of everyone I big see. Big
1: Lion County, Iowa sign in the back. That was end badass. Of it. I don't care what
0: anyone says. That yeah, was sweet,
1: wasn't it? That's kinda like the original one, like then all of a sudden you started seeing t shirts like oh, yeah, that. You should have marketed that way back nope. then. No one had that before I did. No one did. They Guaranteed. Didn't no what do you like okay the 10 year challenge like you think about like 10 years ago you as a fisherman when were you at as a fisherman compared to now 10 years ago it's kind of crazy to think about isn't it 10 years ago were me and you friends yet um
0: that had to be pretty close to to like the beginning of our friendship
1: right around there is i think when we started to
0: it was yeah because you said that uh um
1: you would just quit drinking we yep. went down to the Iowa would so it's, classic so. it's going to
0: be 10 years like this uh this february or march, march that, that yeah. we've been friends
1: yeah like so uh friendversary or whatever they call it
0: so. honestly i was probably i was probably catfishing you know i i was into i was into catfishing but as far as like anything else maybe maybe i i was probably ice fishing but i, I bet you 10 years ago i didn't own any electronics right
1: you know, oh, I, even m- myself 10 years ago i didn't have any electronics for ice fishing right yet.
0: i think i actually got into ice fishing a little bit before you and uh, not not i mean like s- seriously like serious you had fishing. been out ice right. fishing long a, before i did fish, but fish my whole yeah, life but yep.
1: you know it was just kind of one of them things it's like man eh, ice fishing you know i was still doing the whole just going out with dad whenever and you just kind of sit there you drill a couple holes in one spot you move very much and no electronics or anything like that but and then when you and eric started doing it more and then yep. then i started getting into it with you guys and then yeah yeah that's that's crazy i I mean even just to think about like like ice fishing we'll just like go ice fishing how much it's changed in 10 years oh so,
0: for sure uh, i mean, I mean yeah. the way how much the shacks have evolved how much the electronics have evolved the augers yeah no doubt about it i mean yeah. that
1: i think as much as like live scope it's probably one of the more, like, I don't know, things that have really... Game kind of, changer. I think <laughs> the word you're looking revolutionize for is game the game. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, just the evolution of ice fishing, like, live scope, all those are, are the most recent things, but...
0: The auger. I, I
1: think the auger is one that just people, like, overlook, like, how much that has made everything different.
0: Yeah, to, to go from a hand auger, well, and even before the auger, I mean, they were cutting through the ice... With either a chisel or an axe. Well, right. And then then they finally got a hand auger. Then they got a power auger. And for a while there, you know, there was – and, and there still is. But, you know, there was people going the propane
1: route. There was people going the gas route. But when electricity got involved, that's when – Right. That's – I mean, it's definitely different now with all that. And for the better. I mean, it's – Oh, for it's sure. It's definitely nice having those augers the way they are now.
0: Yeah. Think about how much
1: weight was – I, I, I haul I, around extra gas, mixed gas, all that stuff. Worrying about gas leaking. Yep. No, that
0: was that was definitely uh, in ten years. What I mean, how much better can it get?
1: Ten. What What's ten years from now gonna look oh, I like? I know that's the that's weird to think about too. Is like what, like what now are we using that we're thinking that this is like it can't get any better than this is gonna be out to date in a few years. But, I mean, just think about, so so let's go back 20 years,
0: and, you know, at, at that point, let, let's go back 30 years when there was no such thing as a cell phone. Right. 30 years ago when there was no such thing as a cell phone, there, there was starting to be some car phones, I think, yeah. probably. But, I mean, when those first Nokia cell phones came out, and, I mean, the fact that you could talk to somebody across <laughs> the country without any wires hooked up. Oh, I know. I mean, it was like holy moly, like, this is something here. I mean, we had Snake, and we started text messaging people, and, I mean, that was badass. But, I mean, you would have never in a million years said, okay, 10 years from now, that thing is going to have a camera. You're going to be able to go on the Internet. Well, hell, you, you wouldn't to like, believe that because the, the Internet wasn't around, you know? But that's what I'm saying. You know, now, I mean, there's not a thing in the world I can't look up on my phone. I mean, hell, I can buy stuff and have it delivered tomorrow, whatever. Yeah, it's just nuts that I mean how much it's changed. And yeah, and and, and that's in the real world, but yeah, the fishing world, holy moly. Now the only way that, that this is gonna slow down and I, I know we've kind of talked about this here a couple uh a couple weeks ago. Well not a couple weeks ago. I don't know how hell of long long ago it was, but uh Utah, Nevada and Arizona yeah, yeah. there's three states now that have gone on board and uh, they've they've gotten rid of trail cameras, you know during during, during the, season, the season during the season. Now you can use them like throughout the the spring and summer, but uh, and I I don't know for sure what uh what the other states here Montana Kansas New Hampshire and Alaska all have partial bans, and I believe that that's when you're using the ones that uh, the send your ones text message. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Send to your cell phones. But, I mean, so so now at this point in time, we have proven that state legislators are willing to go there to protect the resource. Is there a spot when fish finders become too good that that they will potentially
1: ban them? Right. I don't – like general fishing, I don't know if it will ever happen in general fishing, but I can definitely see it in tournaments. in,
0: in I mean,
1: I think – I think that there's even some demand. I, I
0: think that there would be demand from that or for that, even for people like me, who who have a live scope. Right. Like I would like to see, like you know, yeah, make a bass tournament where electronics. You know, I'd I'd like to see all the NWT guys go out, and and have no electronics on. You know, just go out there and you know, hey, you're allowed to have Navionics on your phone. That's it. Go do it. Yeah, see what happens.
1: See. You know,
0: see you know just. You know, m- maybe one tournament a year, and and make it for charity. Yeah. Make it for charity. You know, just to see what happens. You know, winner gets. You know, I don't know, a quarter of the of the normal purse. I I don't know. It just it would just be fun to see. You know, it, does Corey Sprangle still go out there and just spank him?
1: Well, it was, you know it, it was kind of cool and refreshing a little bit too, listening to Seth Fighter. With some of his interviews lately, talk about like his last, this last season, his tournament of the year season, yep. the angler of the year season, and how a lot of his stuff was just shutting the out or the electronics off and going shallow water and just doing what he loves to do, you know, fish how right. he loved to fish and how much it helped. Now I'm not saying that he never used electronics or anything like right. that, but I mean it was just it still come down to the fishing part of it. It wasn't just pinpointing them and you know watching them eat the bait on on the live scope or anything like that
0: but if you look at a lot of the guys that won elite series tournaments this last year uh i mean you know and and i think this was the last year but like when patrick walters you know granted he was all forward facing sonar but that tournament that lee livesy beat him you know i mean he was bomb casting out uh big right. bait, bait baits and you know that was something that had nothing to do with electronics and i i don't know i think uh i think a lot of times the same people would win but it would just be cool to to see it i i don't know either they're going to change the bag limit in, in in some certain instances or i can see it where they don't uh you know the tournaments bassmaster and, and nwt and all these guys. They don't want to get rid of the electronics companies cuz the electronics right, companies are big the sponsors. Yeah. The state of Iowa don't care. Right. The state of Minnesota don't care. You know, if if anything they you know, it, it's almost the opposite. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It that god dang it that'd be that'd be super interesting to see whatever happens. I I hope like hell. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not willing to let a fish you know, I'm I'm not willing to let the resource burn just so that I can use my uh live scope I, I think if anything we just have to do a better job at teaching people that you don't have to keep every single fish you catch
1: oh well, right and it's still a proven fact that you don't need all that stuff to either, to catch the fish either i mean there's still a lot of guys that go out and hammer them without any of that stuff too so right
0: well and i mean that live scope that's sitting five feet away from us has probably had over 100 fish caught underneath of it now and not one fish harvested right you know so so i mean take that into consideration when you know so some people are, are ready to
1: ban them well know. and you know that's the thing too with uh with the cameras too as far as hunting goes at least when guys know what's out there they can kind of selectively harvest and look for the mature the more mature deers know like a deer know yep. that like when, deers catching deers <laughs> when something comes walking by it's not like oh okay that's I'm gonna shoot that one because it might be the only decent sized one here. It's like, well, no, that one's only probably about a three or four year old deer. I can let that one walk because I have bigger ones on camera. But I mean, like you said, they can still use them. It's just not during like during the season. Eric, you can kind of.
0: Yeah, my brother Eric said that the issue was out west that in, in those states down there, Utah, Arizona, whatever, that it was such a dry year that on state public ground if you would go in there and you would find a watering hole or a pond or whatever, that there was literally like 60 cameras (laughs) right around that water. And the people with the cell phone cameras would know like, Oh, Hey, you know, there's the, the herd is coming in, you know, right now. And and they're there, they're going to be there for a while. You punch out of work, you go drive, you know, 45 minutes out there and you go and shoot your, you know. And so I, I do get that. I, I, I mean, yeah, I get it. I, w- I would like to see a ban on maybe the cell phone cameras during during uh, right you know. But I suppose that's a tough way to police it too. You know, oh is that a is that a cell phone camera or, <laughs> yeah. or is that just regular camera there? And so I I get it. I don't know it. Whatever, it, it's not my deal. And, <laughs> and obviously they've seen a drastic uh, you know change in either the population of uh, of. of the animals or whatever
1: that that they decided to do it so i don't know it would be interesting to see how they could like how they would regulate that as related to fishing though like with the electronics getting so good i mean i don't know not letting people fish with a live scope that would be kind of dumb so and
0: and yeah i guess they're i i don't know you said i don't know
1: maybe changing the bag limits and yep. again a lot of people are starting to go to the catch and release too which is right yeah, I, I do think it's getting to be a bigger thing. And the biologists are doing a good job of informing everybody of, you know, like what size you should be keeping, what yep. size you should be going, throwing back. So Yep. Um,
0: with, with that, Matt, uh, I actually saw uh, a deal the other day, and I went and screenshotted it. This was from uh, a guy with, with the Minnesota DNR, Steve Kubeni, Kubeni, whatever i'm sure i'll get an email from scott mockatoon uh telling me <laughs> that i pronounced it wrong but uh this this guy's obviously a lot smarter than than scott but uh um he, he did a little deal talking about uh fish growth rates and and uh you know i i know we've had scott on and we've kind of talked about some of this stuff but uh this guy just kind of laid a lot of it out there it was a lot of knowledge all in one shot so i figured i'd i'd bring it up the fact that you know you actually kind of led into it when you didn't really mean to but uh for walleye typically uh um a walleye is six inches after their first year of growth on average um about 14 to 15 inch walleye is four to five years of age i mean that's pretty incredible like the ones that you know we're potentially harvesting that's a five-year-old fish you know your your eater fish are five years old and that's I don't know that that really surprised me. I kind of figured that that was a two, you know, maybe three year old fish, not a not a five year old fish. But I guess, yeah, whatever. I don't really, I don't, I don't know what I was hoping to expect there. But uh, it also says that a twenty inch walleye is usually seven to eight years old, and uh, that in Ottertail County they have actually documented fish over twenty years of age, and that that was with walleye. That's that's incredible. It is like. I mean, it, I don't, does that make you feel any different about keeping
1: fish? A little bit sometimes. You know, it's like, it's dude, like, this wow, dude's like,
0: like freaking been dodging mus- muskies for seven years, and now I'm just going to take, he's been dodging other fishermen for seven years. I think
1: it kind of helps you, like, it makes you appreciate the different year classes that are in lakes. Yep, yep. It's just kind of like, it makes you realize how important that cycle is, you know, like, and how, how lakes cycle... Cycle through, you know, like all of a sudden you see a lake just hasn't been on, been pretty quiet for like two or three years, and all of a sudden it's just like boom, everybody's it makes you realize, oh yeah, it's like okay, something happened there. Yeah, there's that growth right there. Those fish are that were in there that you know, all you're ever going to do is go over there and catch you know, six or seven inches. Well, all of a sudden in a few years, and everybody's like, that's it, so everybody stops fishing it, and it's like you know you got a lot of those guys that are like just watch they just yeah quietly. five years after a, a wet cycle or something Yep, yeah, they just quietly watch those lakes and let everybody stop fishing them and then they just kind of go over there and yep. secretly kind of just nothing to see here yeah it's just like <laughs> keep going everybody like real stealthy in the night they're out there like ninja fishing so <laughs>
0: right now uh this this guy also talked about uh um in most lakes bluegills don't reach a keeper size of 7 to 8 inches until they are 6 to 8 years of age
1: 6 to 8 years of age See, for a 7 a to 8 bluegill would grow faster than that
0: but me too i you know so i don't know what that makes like a 10 inch <laughs> bluegill if if that's a i don't know if that's a a 10 inch fish or what but yeah i guess basically about an inch a year yeah that's that's incredible uh Bass, uh, fourteen to fifteen inch bass on average is five to six years of age, and a twenty inch bass is approximately ten to twelve years of age. And uh, that for me personally, me. and and you know, I don't know that this might be a northern Minnesota deal, uh, whatever. But we've seen that that they talk about the smallmouth. Yeah, you know. I don't know, I just, personally, I I like to think about how many of Bryce Nilsson's walleyes that 10 to 12 inch uh, bass has (laughs) eaten. Hopefully all of them. (laughs) Uh, Black crappie, uh, most anglers consider a 10 inch black crappie a keeper and on average a fish that long would be 5 to 6 years old. Uh, Northern pike typically reach an average length of 25 inches at four to five years of age, so they they're growing pretty fast. I mean, they're they're way faster than anything else. And uh, they say that a ten pound pike, you know, in that thirty five inch range, um, eight to ten years old. Muskies can reach fifty inches or more, which typically takes fifteen to twenty years. And lake sturgeon don't sexually mature until they are 20 to 25 years of age and they will be 50 to 60 inches or greater at that point so i mean some of these fish that we could potentially be catching you know are are 15 20 25 years old that that's incredible
1: i think that's just another reason why like it's important to like educate yourself about like the species that are out there so that you do have a better appreciation for them when you do catch them you know some people are just like they catch a nice yeah we'll just say like a walleye fisherman is out there fishing walleye and they catch a like a 20 inch bass and it's just like whoa that's a big bass and they're just like okay and they just right do whatever with it it's just like it's not a big deal you know same way with like you know i don't know it's well the panfish are the ones that everybody kind of always does that too where they'll be fishing for something and they'll catch a 10 to 11 inch bluegill and it's just like whoa that was a big bluegill and they just throw it back back, and and they don't even realize what they really had yeah whoa like i think that's why it's just important to just kind of know like all that about all them different species yeah i don't know like
0: for me personally i guess
1: the the bluegill
0: one is the one that really surprises me you know like i'm thinking a seven inch fish you know that that's two three years old and you know whatever but uh, I suppose it all depends on the fishery too. I mean, I'm oh, just, for I'm sure, sure like for the sure. habitat Yeah, I'm sure that this is just an average, and you know, I'm I'm sure that we'll get an email from Mockintoon that oh, says, yeah. you know, a little bit more in detail, and you know, this sort of weather affected that, and you know, a bunch of a bunch of science that we already know about. He's kind of like you the, don't...
1: he's kind of like the Ken Jennings of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Who's Ken Jennings? He's he's like the all time champion on Jeopardy. Really? Yeah. So he's kind of, he's, I just know that because I, I, for some reason they've been talking about Jeopardy a lot on TV, I think, or on, I've been getting notifications about on Pornhub? Pornhub. Yeah. yeah. A couple of Jeopardy yeah. ads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Only fans. But uh, they, uh, so I think some lady is uh, like getting close to breaking his all time record or something like that. So oh, we all know
0: that's a lie.
1: <laughs> so, so Ken, so he's kind of the Ken Jennings. He'll, he'll kind of fact check us on all this all the time nice uh so we, we've got some hard on my gear stickers now we, we do we've
0: officially got some hard on my gear stickers we've it's officially got some off. dirt but ba- it has and i'm liking it uh i got a message the other day we, i've been getting a few messages so uh um i don't know the the problem is like the people that snapchat it that stuff goes away so i kind of forget about it but uh The one that that officially probably takes the cake is uh, Caleb Young from out in, uh, I believe he's from Montana, or is it Wyoming? I don't know. I could look it up, but it's a western state, out out west, cowboy land. But uh, Caleb Young uh, was loading his ATV full of uh, rods and gear and whatnot and decided to roll that son of a gun off the back (laughs) of his truck as he was trying to load it. And uh, he he said that, uh, you know, it – uh, the ATV ended up all right, but he lost two rods. But uh, his pistol bit did spectacular. So if you're considering uh, doing a pistol bit,
1: and you're hard on your gear,
0: and and you're hard on your gear, that might be one that you want because yeah, Caleb Young has officially tested it now. And uh, Montana, uh,
1: Montana. I guess that's how they unload their four wheelers out there. You just flip that sucker right. Up. Who needs ram when you send it? Yeah. Send it. <laughs> if you're gonna load it. It's, roll up to some side hill and drive it, ramp it up on there. Imagine and then,
0: how many girlfriends he's gotten telling that story no, at know. the Montana
1: bars. I know. Like, just
0: you got freaking hussies hanging off both arms.
1: When you're that hard on your gear that you're rolling it off the back end of the truck, that, I mean. That's
0: what you tell them. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I'm i good looking, but you should see how hard I am <laughs> on my gear. And, the, they, and they then they're like going to
1: ask you to be hard on theirs. So Yep.
0: So I got the top five ways that you tell if somebody's hard on their gear
1: before you get to that though okay what you, you know got? Y- you were talking about we have a lot of people that are reaching you know it's kind of taking off the hard on my gear stuff and people are kind of like oh this is what i did yeah we're getting a lot of hashtags and stuff like that but we, we got to start up the hashtag hard on my gear right but just make sure you get the my in there because I can't remember who it was the other day put on hard on gear, and this is like whoa 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 whoa, we had hashtagging hard on gear, so I mean that could take a whole different different uh, approach here. So hard on my gear, hashtag hard on my gear, not hard on gear. Okay, Matt, this,
0: Matt was getting excited. Yeah. Oh geez, what we, a we mess. what had, a mess that could have
1: been. Jim even sent us a really good little jim pity. bustle that yeah. was a dang good one <laughs> that was an awesome video i should actually post that on the facebook page should uh
0: so so number one way that you find out if somebody's hard on their gear uh, is when when it's it's pretty evident like don't get me wrong i get it if, if you're wearing an ice suit that you've had for for a few years whatever but uh i think we've all been out on the ice or been in the bait shop where you see that guy in his uh in his in his in his ice bibs and ice coat and whatnot, and uh, looks like he possibly changed an oil, did a training flush, got, and and uh, you know rotated the tires this morning before he got. The shop. To the,
1: like, holy moly! Your man. ice like, suit doubles as a shop rig, You're hard on your that, you're, you're damn hard, hard, hard on your, your like Like uh,
0: your freaking coat's about to spontaneously combust because it's like got how so many
1: wax worms had you had to smash on your bibs to get that that stain right there or, or minnows?
0: So like I mean I catch fish. And, and, you know, I'll wipe that slime on my leg all the right. time. Like, I mean, that that's, that's one of the most beautiful things about wearing a set of pants or a set of bibs is, you know, I mean, you got a built-in freaking napkin right there on your leg. And, I mean, I could do that for a whole entire season, and I can't even get close to what – I mean – these dudes are flat out like freaking going out and doing chores. Right. They- like,
1: would Do you wear that all the time? Like, like you gotta <laughs> be sweating that. your butt off. It's ninety degrees outside, and you're wearing your gear because you're hard on your gear. I guess damn hard uh- on
0: the gear, dang hard on the gear.
1: So yeah, so if your if your bibs or if your ice suit doubles as the chop rags, you're hard on your gear. Yep.
0: Next up, no cover on the shack. You don't take anything out, and that thing is gonna stay in your untunnel covered. Uh, uh the back end of your pickup right all, all week long Like, i mean you might not be going you you may have no plans to fish for the next three weeks but you're running that thing you around to the know. gas station <laughs> well i mean you, you just, just think know. about driving down the road and all of a sudden seeing a little pond out there right. just you calling just your know. name like
1: hey you might need to go and punch a couple holes and that cover it's going to take i mean the 10 seconds it takes you to take that cover off you could be fishing so why rock a cover that's just it, too. Yeah, I mean, have it back there. Gravel roads, who cares? That stuff will blow out when you get onto the highway. The dust will blow <laughs> off into the, when you get on the highway. So, well,
0: if you stop into a gas station to get some breakfast and somebody's parked next to you, they got to know what you got in fishing. your shack. Right. I they mean, got they got, to, got to see, you know, like, oh, he's a Vexlar guy. What you're I see he's
1: got a couple buckshot rattlespoons in there. And, uh, and half, half a pack of Swisher Sweets. He, he's rocking in an FLX 28 or 30. What is that? He, he must be pretty serious. He ain't just rockin'. rocking no FL8. He's rocking 28, you know. He's got more empty cans in there than I do. My freaking recycle bin. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's, we all, everybody right now is listening that thinking, I know somebody like that that, I mean, doesn't even cover up their stuff. Like you said, and, I mean, leave all your stuff, all your gear back there, too, with it. So
0: That's Ramrod. Well, yeah, Ramrod. If if it's not in the back of his truck, it's just in his mom's front yard.
1: Yep, he so, should
0: he should set it up. You know, just just in case he gets bored at night, he can just
1: he's go just out there and sit. nobody's swiped it yet. Oh, it'll happen. Leave it sitting there on the curb. Everybody think it's junk days. They're gonna just <laughs> load that sucker up and go. Well, and they'd look at it and they'd be like, "Well, it's got all kinds of holes in it. They must be throwing this out." So, <laughs> all right, we've taken our shot at Ramrod for the go. day. All right. So, I, I don't know about this one.
0: I, I'm afraid I might possibly offend a few people here. But uh, after you've used every single bit of your battery, because guys that are hard on their gear punch hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of holes every time they're out. Right. You get a half hole, and you leave your auger sitting in the half hole. Leave it sitting up there. Just just sitting in there. It's like how, a pole. If, if you're hard on your gear, how many holes do you drill? All of them. All of them, Until the battery is
1: gone. <laughs> Till it's dead. Yep. You just. I mean, you, you, even if you got an hour to fish, if you ain't spending forty-five minutes of that hour drilling holes, you ain't hard on your gear. You aren't hard. On, <laughs> I mean,
0: that that that's exactly right. You got an hour to fish. You're gonna probably need 75, 80 holes. If you never know where right. they're gonna end up, and you always want them surrounded,
1: and you're gonna fish them all.
0: Every single. Oh, every absolutely. single one. Yep.
1: Ice I trolling, drilled, yeah, It's ice trolling them for a reason. So, yeah, yeah, you
0: pop your transducer I'll... in the first one, not a mark, go right, not a mark, go, go. You mark not a problem. mark, go. I mean, you're 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 five minutes in and you've already dropped your deucer in. I don't know, 14, 15, ah, more than that, 25, 30 holes. I mean, you're not you're not waiting on the fish. No. You're a fish hunter. You're you're if finding. You ain't them. going,
1: if you ain't going through two or three sets of blades per season no nope. you ain't on you're your softy yeah. you're a softy <laughs> <laughs> softer than a tootsie roll fruit cup resharpen is that
0: what they say tootsie roll fruit cup
1: well, i it's the first time i ever heard of it no but it's on that letter kenny deal oh it might yeah. my brother will my brother will correct it
0: tootsie you softer than a. I think it, I, be. it might be that it might could be that all right next one up um if you have more than five added accessories on your gens box yeah i mean you've got the glow cup you've got a volt meter you've got I, I don't i don't even know what else you got but i mean you want to know what you're hard on? You're hard on a dang Gens box because you've run 14 freaking screws on each side of if that If you've thing. never
1: run over a Gens box just to see if it will actually withhold, withstand that.
0: well, you and, and you leave the Vexar head on right. there. Right, that's what cause I Because you got to know.
1: Or if you never have trucked it off the back of the vehicle just to see how strong it really is.
0: You, the last place you need a guy needs to be is, uh, you know... Finding
1: out out uh, while you're out on the ice, like, wow, this thing can't take a, a three quarter ton running over it. Well, that's part of the that's part of the two thousand twenty two Midwest Angler podcast Hard on your gear Olympics. It's one of the it events is. it's the Gens box toss. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like see.
0: I don't like hauling my Gens box out from the ramp. So <laughs> I like to get to the edge of the water and huck it. Yep. That's that's one of the it's one of the ways that I've found the the most schools is mm-hmm. is you huck it. And you drill your first hole right where that lands. A lot of times, it's the best fish finder you can get. Dang right, it is. It's the best one you can get. And last, but certainly not least, uh, on the top five ways uh, to figure out if you're hard on your gear. If if you see a guy and you're wondering if he's hard on his gear, don't worry, he'll tell you. Yep, he'll he'll let you know. Hey, I'm hard on my gear, and that's 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 the first. That's the best way to find out is is just ask him. Like, right. Hey, Hey, how hard on you are you on your gear? Really, dang hard. Right.
1: If, if if you're with some people and you you talk, if you just mention one thing about that, you're pretty tough on your gear. And it's, most people will just sit there and be like, okay, I'm like, whatever, all right, whatever. There's always gonna be that guy that's gonna be like, whoa, 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 whoa. you ain't hard on your gear. You
0: know, me and my brother Eric, were are talking. You know what we're hard on? We're hard on a set of freaking waxworms. <laughs> oh dang it. You get on a good bite and y'all, all all you're ever doing is just putting new waxworms on, putting new waxworms on, putting new wa- waxworms on. That's what I'm hard on.
1: Right. They're the the ice best fishermen is, are. The ice is littered with waxworms when you're done.
0: <clears throat> why, why is that?
1: Because you're, you're tearing off pieces and throwing them down. No, you gotta eat them. <laughs> you gotta eat you
0: them. Gotta eat them. They,
1: how, how are you going to know if they're good enough for the fish? What are you dipping them in? barbecue sweet baby rays <laughs> i did i thought maybe waxworms were a how much bit would too it spicy for how you? much would it cost
0: <laughs> me right now to have you eat uh eat a waxworm i don't know i probably got not, some man. out in the garage
1: no i'm not gonna eat no way oh bullshit right oh <laughs> you're probably
0: not that oh man you changed you did a freaking 180 there faster than old i'm not hard up.
1: on my guts i'm hard on my gear right? <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks <laughs> you don't have to i know you i we'll don't have to, to you, we'll, did you
0: just we'll, 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 we'll have, have
1: to do it out. wallet right we'll now. have we'll have to do it out on the ice sometimes sometime do a challenge i don't think i would eat a wax from 50 bucks i don't think i'd eat a wax from either when you squeeze them you see all that just the texture just thinking of all that stuff just thinking oozing about out like that's just like I've, I'll tell I've you never, I'll tell I've you. never liked like the gummy like I'm I like gummy bears, gummy worms, things like that, but have you ever had any of those like gushers they're called where you like they're gummy things and you bite into them? Hell yeah.
0: You don't like those? Uh,
1: I just can't do that texture like when you're this yeah. Oh man, i love me some fruit gushers. See, then you'll like then you'll like wax worms. Alright. Right up your alley. Okay.
0: So you gotta eat one maggot or one wax worm. Which one you gonna do first? Wax worm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Just like just
1: when just the just saying maggot. I mean well, just the names alone is Think just about like, think
0: about like when you've been walking through a ditch or something like that or you well, find right. a dead critter and, and there's you, you all tip over it over like,
1: yeah,
0: and uh-uh. uh, Ugh.
1: Nope.
0: Ugh. I don't know. That that'd be the thing. Like in Waxworm's got like those really weird like I don't know like they got like these strings in them and whatnot. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, like I when know the you, guts come yeah, out, like, like the membrane those, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like you just think
1: about getting one of them caught in your teeth and a <laughs> toothpick. No way. No way. Ugh. I definitely like, think I could do one of those down the hatch before, yeah, a maggot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like, I don't even
0: like the thought about that. <laughs>
1: so, uh, yeah, hard on your gear.
0: Hard on the gear. Um, next thing that we got to talk about is uh now it is officially this this episode is dropping on january 10 so if you are an iowa resident your fishing license is officially uh, uh yeah, you need a new one
1: yeah if you're listening this out on the lake and you haven't bought a new license yet you might want to reel in and quick go to the bait shop and buy a new license yep
0: maybe, maybe you have till january 10 so if you're listening to this on monday you are still good Right. If if you're listening to it, any other day besides the day that it actually came out, and you don't have your 2022 license, Stop
1: you're riding dirty. You're <laughs> riding. You're officially Stop riding me. dirty.
0: Now, so I so I'm, <laughs> me and Matt actually went through the work and we figured out, uh, uh, basically the states that we cover right here, um, Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Uh, what days? Um, that, that your license is good till. And so in Iowa, uh, obviously like we just mentioned, it's January 10, uh, in South Dakota, it is January 31st. You, you, uh, as of February 1st, you're going to need a new one. Um, in North Dakota, you're good until March 31st. And on April 1st, you need a new one. Uh, Minnesota, um, you are good, uh, until February twenty eight, March first, you're gonna need a new one. Uh, Wisconsin, you are good until March thirty first. April first, you're gonna need a new one. And the smartest state of all the states, and that pains me to say it, is Nebraska. That literally just goes with the calendar year.
1: Yeah, well, they just do that. I don't know if it's because they're smartest, but they just know that it's the easiest for their residents.
0: It should be like <laughs> right, that's no. they're they're they're. they're like January ten,
1: like my state of Iowa is
0: probably the stupidest.
1: Right. Like, yeah. That's. I mean. What? I've never understood that the January tenth part of it. I mean.
0: I'm pretty sure that it's because our our muzzleloader season,
1: our hunting season, our right. hunting season
0: goes till January ten. You know, and and the pheasants and whatever else too. But guys, make it. It just makes too much sense to me. Just make it the January first. I guess why wouldn't I? I don't see any reason why that wouldn't make the most sense. Right. I mean, I, I get it. You I, know, can, the, I
1: can. I can. I can see kind of like what Minnesota does. I don't up until walleye season's over, so you get the whole season to be able to fish for them. So I don't know. Instead of having to buy two different licenses for fishing walleye in one season, but yeah, but I I don't. I, I, get, I, I don't know. I. It, it. The The thing about January 1st, okay, so January 1st, you need your license. What do all of us as fish, fishermen usually do when it comes to buying licenses? Procrastinate and yep. buy them. <clears throat> then all of a sudden realize, like, we're going, well, January 1st. Everyone knows. Right, but January 1st, how many places are open? We're, I mean, most bait shops are going to be open January 1st, but it's just like a lot of people like to go out on January 1st, so... I, that's the only thing i know what you're saying i i i think so too it's easy to remember it's like oh it's okay it's a new year i need a new license plain and simple new yep. new year new me new license okay yep. <laughs> so
0: i i don't know i guess it just makes too much sense to me why why it just wouldn't be january 1st right you know make it january 1st you buy a not not a 2022 2023 license you buy a a 2022 fishing fishing license license. you know plain and simple hey you you know and and if you're the guy that's like well geez i'm going on a fishing trip you know a new year's fishing trip i i'll i'll extend a grace that you can buy a seven-day license and and you can use it both in 2022 and 2023 but i I don't know i guess it just i i I don't know If, if if somebody's out there and they are sitting there like well, you
1: a moron. It would be it'd be nice for people that hold multiple licenses just per for multiple states so that you can just be like, Okay, I need a new license in all the states and being like, Okay, I'm still good on this one. This one I don't need, this one I do need. It's like, oh okay.
0: Well that's what I mean. As of Tuesday, this this you know, this coming week, I need a new Iowa license. My South Dakota is still good. My Minnesota is still good but then as of february or february 1st i need a new south dakota but my minnesota still good right and I, I don't know it just let me go online buy all three of my licenses all at the same time
1: you know so I, so so all the iowa listeners i think it's entrapment like well that's the thing all the iowa like listeners if you i mean make sure you buy that because every year we go over to the lakes and it never fails. Like you talk to one of the CEOs over there and they're just like, yeah, I've had to write up a bunch of tickets because people just forget to do it. So it's just like, just. And remember. this is the
0: weekend they're going to be out. Right. This That's coming weekend. Like if they you're
1: always check that first weekend oh, when it God. comes open, it's just like, yeah. if you're at the Ritz this
0: weekend, this coming weekend, you're going to get checked. Right. Guarantee you. Absolutely right. guarantee you about Saturday, about nine, nine 30. Somebody's going to be
1: coming through. Right. Guaranteed. And and it's just and it can be an honest mistake because we've all done it before where it's just i mean i text scott the other day when i was going fishing i was just like it's the 10th right not like at the like the new year or something like that i just wanted to make sure but that's what that's, i mean you know right. like if I mean, it
0: would have just been january 1st you just know
1: hey it's 2022 now i need 2022 license and we're all like i said before and we're all like and people are like, well, you can buy a new license. Well, I still got a week left on my license. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to get the most out of that <laughs> thing, all right? I'm not going to buy it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to buy a license. For, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to get the most out of this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, was know. It's just like, saying.
1: ain't nobody getting an oil change with 2,500 miles. They're waiting for 3,000 miles to get that oil change. It's, it's like, well, why? It's like, because- It's the principle of the deal.
0: If you're on a road trip, if you're on a road trip and you buy a coffee in, you know, your first stop in the morning, you know, you gas up, you buy a coffee, and then you got to take a whiz at, you know, a town uh, an hour and a half down, but you still got a little bit of coffee left, but it's gotten cold now. You're not a coffee drinker, so I don't even know if I can ask but like, I'm the type of guy that's probably going to guzzle that cold coffee, even though that's not enjoyable. But I right. need you, to. I need well, you
1: bought it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, why? Why wouldn't I'm, you?
0: Right. I. You know. Then I'll. Then I'll go jump. I mean, I, it's even to the point like where I'll have the warm coffee in my cup holder, and I'll suffer through cold coffee, and then I'll get back to my warm coffee. That's like just just dump it weird. out, Scott. Just dump it out. <laughs> That's, like it was a dollar for 28 <laughs> ounces like just dump it out you're, you're all right
1: that's almost it brings up the point of not wanting to be the first one to have to go to pop, go to the bathroom on, the, on oh, the trip. yeah you're sitting in the back seat just like somebody else said they got to go to the bathroom you ever notice that like 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 when you first like oh does anybody got to go bathroom it's like oh no 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 I'm good yeah, and stuff I'm like that then you get down the road a little bit ways and finally somebody's like yeah maybe at the next one I'll get oh yeah yeah I got to go too then pretty soon it's like <laughs> everybody's got to go it's just like whoo, I'm not the first guy all right yeah it's good. And then all it's a like, mad dash yeah. into
0: the bathroom and and then you find out that it's only a one holer <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little freaking you know ramrod sitting there with his legs crossed doing some little dance sometimes
1: squirming around and oh, stuff yeah. like that so
0: did I ever tell you about the story? In the Chicago airport, that I had to go to the bathroom. I think so. So my sister in law Jody uh, is in the was in the uh, the Army Reserve, and uh, we went down to her, um, we went down to her basic training graduation in Columbia, South Carolina, at Fort Jackson, and uh, so me and my wife and and my wife's mom, we took off out of Sioux Falls, and I think we went to Chicago, and then from there we were going to Columbia, South Carolina. Now, I'm a grown man at this time. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're talking like, you know, 26, 27 years old, but our flight didn't take off until like 9.30 in the morning, you know, out of Sioux Falls. So, you know, I mean, I, you know, I freaking, you know, and and I don't know, just, I mean, I've flown a lot in my life. Like, I've flown a ton in my life. But, you know, I mean, it still kind of gets me nervous every single, you know. Oh, yeah, just like, yeah, Ah, do I have everything packed, you know, whatever. And so I start, you know, drinking some coffee at the house and, you know, get to the airport and i have another coffee and the 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 trip from sioux falls south dakota to chicago is one of those that's it's kind of a it's it's a trick it's like one hour long Mm -hmm. and so i mean the the fasten seat belt light never actually like really comes off right you know basically like okay if you got to go to the bathroom like get up and go but you know i mean like i'm a tough 26 year old you know i'm going to a freaking army base right now like you know i'm you know i'm i don't need to get up and take a whiz whatever so we finally land in 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 chicago and you know it's like son of a bitch got like i gotta i mean i gotta go <laughs> yeah. like i mean i gotta go but i'm you know i'm tough i can you know i you know whatever and then they say something like well the the gate that we were supposed to be at you know uh that that plane is waiting on something so you know it'll it'll be 10 minutes and it's like son of a gun like all right you know i'm tough i can wait you know whatever and 10 minutes goes by and and you know it's like all right like you know so some something's gonna have to give here and it's gonna have to give like in the next five to ten minutes like you know whatever (laughs) and like 10 minutes goes by again and we're waiting and we're waiting so finally i say to the stewardess because like we were in like one of the front rows there and the stewardess is sitting right in front of us and i'm like so we've gotten any uh, word like how how much longer this is about to be? And she's like, uh, you know, I don't know, probably a few minutes yet. And I'm like, well, I gotta go to the bathroom. And and she kind of gives me that look, like really. Right. <laughs> and and she says something like, you know, was it an emergency or, or you know something like that? And then I looked at her and I was like, well, it's about to be. <laughs> so she radios into the into the cockpit. And says, you know, like, hey, I've got some frickin' moron that's, you know, acting act, actin like an eight-year-old and, and says he's got to go to the bathroom. So then they put a deal over the intercom, like, okay. We you have know, a grown-ass man yeah. in the back what that I, has to go potty. And I did, too. And I got up and I went and, uh, like, I don't, I don't give a like, – I mean, <laughs> like, I I had pushed it 45 minutes past the right. uncomfortable stage. Like, I mean, at this point in time, I I had, a whole, entire, I had for... a whole entire pot of coffee, like – I mean, if if everything would have worked out the way it was supposed to, but yeah, they put a big deal on, you know, I don't know, probably put on some warning lights outside the plane or something, you know, to make sure that another plane didn't, uh, I don't know, whatever, and yeah, she, she was giving me that look like she thought I was so young and immature and, and whatever, and
1: pfft, like, ma'am, today ain't your day. For your for your sake and everybody else's yeah I'd let like, me go to the bathroom
0: hey i got no issue with pissing on your floor you, <laughs> you can freaking clean
1: it up <laughs> that's right no, I, um, I don't have to I'm ride off on to this columbia yeah i don't have to ride on this plane anymore so
0: <laughs> yep.
1: uh it man, is uh, you just got to hold on for your life sometimes like that i've had that on bus trips before where like you're going to a game or something like that and it's just like you're almost stiff arming the kid's to get off the bus like i gotta go move yeah, gotta guys. Go, guys gotta we go. gotta go here i think
0: uh, i think that back tire seems <laughs> a little low let me go back there and take a look yeah,
1: so you're just about hard on your gear in the, in the, and yeah. in the aware for in the airplane well, i
0: was about hard on that freaking airplanes uh airplane seat and airplane floor i'd not yeah even kayla she was kind of giving me that look like really scott like <laughs> god dang it not god i don't care i don't care i do not care so um you know speak so so here you know the the lady probably thinking that i'm acting like an eight-year-old matt you know uh we we've talked a lot you know a we're we're hooked on hard water guys i get my kids out a lot and whatnot but uh we 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 talk about getting kids out fishing uh, quite a bit and 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 it's something that's important to me and it's something that's important to you but uh you know i i think everybody that's gone out with a guy that that is bringing his kids and whatnot. It, have you ever noticed? Have you ever seen that guy that like, you know, he, he brings along his kids, so he's supposed to let his kids fish, but
1: he brings kinda, them along. I he mean, brings his kids along.
0: That that's it. He's not bringing his kids fishing.
1: He's no, just bringing them he's along. Bringing them along.
0: This is for him. Right. This this trip is for him. Like, right, this, like, this like, for him. like exactly. I'll be the one that catches the fish. I'll throw a bobber with a freaking unbaited hook on <laughs> right. for you and like, yeah, good luck. I'm up here casting. Yeah, you know it. And and we've been. I've been there. I've been there with a guy. I'm not going to name any names. And and I've been there with more than one guy. Like a lot of people. But uh, you know, I've I too have been that, well, that guy.
1: Well, we both have
0: been. Yeah. You know, I I think back to when I first started going down to the Rock River when Grady was, <clears throat> I don't know, four or five years old, and uh, you know i I'd, I'd be that guy that. Put on a bobber, put on a night crawler. All right, Grady, you know, just kind of dangle that that right over here, and, and you know, I'm going to walk out on these rocks, and I'm going to cast for smallmouth and, and walleyes and whatnot. And, you know, I mean, I had I had a really good chance at catching fish. Grady had a, eh, <laughs> you know, chance at catching fish. Right. But, like, I still had something to prove to myself. Does that make any sense? It
1: definitely does.
0: Like, I still at that point in time wanted to be the one like to it catch wasn't the,
1: a, it's not a successful trip if you don't catch something
0: right and like you know i i, I think about it this way like zach cox out there in the sandhills he he always makes the comment to us like you know that for him personally to go out there and shoot a deer you know it just yeah you know it's cool whatever but i mean he, it, it's way more special to him to watch me or eric right. be the ones to go out there and shoot that deer and you know I guess even now, like I'm probably to the point, like, yeah, you know, I mean, if there's an eight pound bass to be caught, like, <laughs> all right, move over, Grady. But you know, I mean, if if we're just out there, you know, I'd I'd like to see the look on Grady's face, you know, catching a good sized fish, probably even before me. Like, you know, I've still got a lot of fishing I want to do in my life, but I've I've proven to myself that I can catch them now. You do, you know no, does that, right. that that makes sense, yeah,
1: right? It's just the whole evolution of the whole thing. I think that. Like you're saying, a lot of people like when they take a youth out. Sometimes they forget that that's why they are bringing them fishing, and not just bringing them along. Is like um, you want them to have success, so they want to go again.
0: Right. When well, that—that's the big thing. That's the big thing right. right there.
1: Like the worst thing is like when you got them out fishing and they have a bad experience, and it's just kind of like, nah, this isn't my thing. And you know, you got to be able to to read them the right way and stuff like that too so that you know like if they are having fun and when when it enough enough like when to stop right you know like okay they're starting to kind of lose interest in this and this is like even if i haven't caught, like you like you said like but i haven't caught one yet it's like right. god thing and i haven't caught one yet and it's like oh, okay you know come on you know or pretty soon they're falling into the lake or stepping in the ice hole or something like that and i mean the worst thing to do is get pissed off at them and start yelling at them cuz then they don't want to go again
0: yep and i i i think you're exactly right on on the not pushing it too far because then they don't want to go again you know you bring a you bring a young kid that actually knows what's going on you know say a, a six seven eight year old out and you put them in miserable conditions you know out on the ice you know in the rain you know bad wind and especially if you don't catch anything a few times
1: I, yeah, they, you know they, they don't want to go again and, 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 and that's you know, just that's not even just youth it's that's just like anyone you're in, anyone in anyone yeah, yeah
0: exactly you know and and you know even last week you know i i said to grady you know you you know you you still you know really enjoy the whole fishing deal because i think you know there, there's a lot of people i i watch this especially in in uh you know Young kids sports, you know there there there's some parents that want their kids to be good wrestlers, right? You know I don't know if that kid really wants to be a good wrestler, but the parents, you know, come hell or high water are going to make you know so they bring them to every freaking wrestling tournament that's you know in the same time zone, and you know they they're at a wrestling tournament on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, you know Sunday morning, and you know don't get me wrong, you know when when you see a kid, you know like oh yeah he's he's still a gamer like he's still you know but you know are are you you doing it for you or are you doing it for your kid
1: right exactly right and
0: you know so you know even even at 13 years old sometimes i gotta ask grady you know you you know you still in this because anyone who knows me knows that i've got that personality that could you know easily like hey we're pedal to the metal here and you know sorry that that you know you don't want to be doing this quite as much as what i do but like i said we're doing this because you know i i call the shots here and i i don't know you know i think i i do i definitely think that that's that's a very important deal to to keep them interested to keep them hungry and wanting more and and you know then you you get a kid that you know wants to do it well
1: into his teenage years because a lot of us followed fell off during our teenage years definitely we all i think i i bet you about 60 70 percent of us have done that you know we're Like you said, you get busy with other things at school, sports, and everything. Girls, girls, yeah. You just, you know, hanging out with buddies and all that stuff. That you kind of go away from it. But if you always have that, like rooted in you, you you always seem to come back to it. Right. You know, you always exactly. You always seem to come back to that. You know, it kind of, you know, all that other stuff takes the place of that. But eventually, it'll take the place of that stuff. Right. and, uh, I don't know i I, I think it's just kind of cool, like from the distance to sit there and see the evolution between you and Grady, like when you first started bringing Grady out to where Grady is now, like how is it like you as a dad, how does that like make you feel like s- seeing that like where you know you you've gone from where you gotta be very hands on sitting there with him. you gotta be hooking the fit you're hooking the bait on for him, doing all that stuff right there and you're so like wanting him to catch fish you're trying to you're like explaining to him like why we're doing this and which is what i think is a huge important thing is not only just bringing kids out and taking them fishing but also like teaching them like okay this is why we're doing this this is this is what this lure is kind of mimicking this is like what they like to do like you know if it's during the summertime like you know the crappies are up spawning right now so they're kind of relating to this structure yep but how does that, like, for you from your perspective, like, to see – because Grady has become an incredible young fisherman. Right. So, I mean yep. – and, and now now you had to go from putting – leaving your rods at home and focusing on the kids, right. both him and Aubrey. Yep. But now it's just like – now it's just like you don't even have to think about it because –
0: he, he, he's like having a whole nother guy just, just another person yeah you know, out yeah, there you know what i mean yep. if, if me you eric ramrod and grady all hop in in the truck i mean when we get to the when we get to the water now granted grady uh probably is not the best knot tire you know i mean when it comes to tying on a jig he can do it but we're talking about you know probably 17 overhand knots and, <laughs> right. you know whatever and uh um you know and even even adults still struggle with this sometimes you you deep hook a fish, yeah. And you know sometimes you gotta just come to the realization that uh, you know we're gonna get it in there. You know, a, a toothpick or, or uh, uh, pliers or something like that. And uh, things aren't gonna, you know, <laughs> I mean things, things yeah. are gonna get a little western here. You know, you're gonna Don Cox dispatch a deer with a pocket knife in a ditch, <laughs> and you know we're gonna move on. And you know, I guess at, at that point, after you get it after you get that hook out, you realize right then and there, like, you know what, that, that wasn't quite as invasive as what I thought it was going to be. I, I mm-hmm. believe that fish is probably going to survive, or that one's going to stay topside because, you know, that there's there's not a chance that it's going to. And, you know, aside from those two things, like, I mean, I, I truly believe, you know, Grady can go out there and, and, you know, he can drop his own transducer, run his own vexlar. Uh he can drill his own holes, whatever. And that's that's a fun spot to be at as a dad, you know, when uh they, they get to a spot where it's it's just like another friend out fishing and yep. not, you know, not uh and you know, me and Craig Euler have talked a lot about this. You know, his his boy Trevor is now to the point where uh, you know, he's excited to go. He's a couple years younger than Grady, but you know, he's at that age, you know, where he's excited to go. He he knows how to run a lot of that same stuff. You know, give him a five-gallon pail and put him in front of a hole, and you know, hey, he's he's all right. You know, flip over a shack, let him sit in there, and you know, Craig can go outside and and hole hop around and try to find a better bite and whatever. And uh, you know, like I said, that's that's a fun spot to be at as a, as a dad when you finally get to that point where, uh, you know, you're not babysitting, you're fishing. Yeah, you know, as yep. as, a, as a as a you know as a crew again.
1: Right, and you're not worried about like. You know, it's like you know that you're gonna go over there, and it's not gonna be like, ha- like, are they gonna lose interest a half an hour? Are they gonna lose? Right. I mean, you know that they're still gonna be in there. There, I mean they're fully invested just like you are and stuff like that and i mean but we're all that way we all after a while if we're not catching fish we all kind of get kind of
0: <laughs> right
1: like oh man where we could be but
0: when i think you know something that's helped out a lot with that is is the fact that a lot of these companies now are making youth you know float suits yep. making youth gloves you know it, it, it's not to where, you know me and you are out there with proper gear to be sitting on the ice and grady's you know we well we went to runnings and we found a set of snow pants yeah. and and a coat yeah. that you know it's like well that, that should work you yeah. know i mean let us know if and you're it cold. gets a little wet and yeah they're,
1: they're cold and froze exactly all day long i mean yeah.
0: now they you know I, I know striker has it i know ice armor has it uh i, I guess i'm not 100 sure on eskimo i apologize but I, i'm assuming they probably have it also but i mean you can get real gear and and The one thing that I got to say all the way across the board in the outdoor industry, like if you go on like a Cabela's.com and, you know, a spot where you can find float suits and, you know, camouflage and whatever, the companies do a a pretty decent job a lot of times at keeping the youth gear at a reasonable price point. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's cheap. I'm not saying it's cheap, but I mean, it is considerably less, you know. I mean, when you get to a youth extra large or an adult small, there's probably not that big of a difference. Exactly. You know, I mean, as far as how much fabric was there. But, I mean, it's a considerable price break. And so I I will, hats off to them for actually doing that because, you know, if somebody wants to bring their kid out fishing, you know, I mean, it shouldn't shouldn't cost $500 to put them in a float suit. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, safety is the key here, you know, especially with the young guys.
1: Do you think... Do you think that it was easier – do you think ice fishing is easier to introduce them into compared to open water fishing? Because it's – like ice fishing, when you think about it, it's pretty contained. It's right there. It's down the hole. The equipment that we use, I mean, we're using small ice rods, you know, 24-inch ice rods, which in our hands aren't huge. In their hands, they're not huge, whereas like summer gear – you can get out there and all of a sudden you're throwing a six and a half foot rod around and the kid that's three foot t- tall is trying to cast with one of those. And again, you're not getting the snags. As you're much not going to get a snag, snag yep. and you know, and that you have the vexlar right there that you can introduce the kid to. I mean, and also maybe like with the cell phones and stuff like that, it is a good thing because now, you know, it gives them something to do when the fish aren't biting. Yep. Um, also, you got the pictures right there, so they they want to send to their buddies or something right. like that, or they have the proof that they were out. Like when I was growing up, we didn't have those, and also be like, you know, and I didn't have many fishing friends, yep. other people that fish. So it's like, oh yeah, we went down to Okoboji this weekend, we caught a whole bunch of freaking bluegills and stuff like that, and people are like, oh okay, that's yeah, cool, cool, yeah. whatever, yeah, cool story, <laughs> right? But now it seems like more kids well, are involved in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> But you know what I mean there. I, I,
0: mean, so. I 100% agree, and and I, I definitely think that ice fishing, as long as you can keep them warm,
1: that's is, the big yeah. is
0: the uh, is the one to teach them on because, like you said, uh, the the not moving factor. You know, a not moving water. Like if you're fishing at a river, you know, to to push your bait into a snag. Uh, you know, if you're out on a boat, you know, dock fishing is going to be, you know, a little bit different, you know, to vertical jig off of a dock, but if you can teach them how to ice fish, then they understand how to vertical jig off of a dock. You can roll that into vertical jigging off of a boat. And from there, I think that you can understand, you know, the, the casting and the trolling part, you know, Mm -hmm. you understand that, uh, you know, if, if the boat is moving, that your line isn't. Uh, you know, straight down where it touches the water that it is drifting back a little bit. You understand that, you know, I can't uh I can't cross this guy's line, you know, if, if we're both casting. I, I I would definitely say ice fishing is probably the spot to teach him.
1: Yeah. It just seems like it. It just I mean, even from my own experiences growing up and stuff, you're not yep. I mean, it's more the lake is more accessible to you too you know it's not like just this opening in the weeds right here is where you get a cash from you know so and
0: and yeah you can go anywhere on the lake once there's good ice you can go anywhere on the lake uh you know it evens the playing field we've said that before
1: so now and like with the with the shacks insulated shacks now all this stuff you got heaters in there and you can keep them pretty warm and yep it gets pretty comfortable one thing
0: that i will say if you're going to bring out a young kid Bring along like a carpet remnant or, or yeah. something like that, and and just get something in between their boots and the ice. Uh, that that makes a big difference. I know. Even just the other day, Grady said, "You know, oh dang it, you know, like I'm good, but my feet are." And I mean, he's, I mean, he's got a good quality set of boots, so you know, it's it's not it's not that. But yeah, you put your freaking feet on an ice cube for four hours, and right. that's what
1: happens. So, and snacks.
0: That's right. <laughs> and that that
1: even goes for the 33-year-old. That's so. right. That's for all of us. But, you know, a reason why is it all becomes full circle because one day when we get up there in age, we're going to want them to be taking us out ice fishing. Yeah. Like I look at my dad taking my grandpa out fishing and stuff now. So yep. it's just kind of like, you know, it it all, it's, it's a complete cycle. Yep.
0: 10-year uh, challenge. Grady will be 23 and freaking. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be out there freaking... And you'll be about my age. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be in the home. (laughs)
1: Knock Uh, on wood, hopefully not. All
0: right, uh, good news stories. Matt, you got one? Yeah. want me to start off? You got it?
1: I'll go with mine. Um, Pheasant seasons, if you are listening, this January 10th, it's over, or this last day. Um, Here in Iowa, Minnesota, ended last week and stuff like that. Uh, So, my season saturday i went out and i decided i was just gonna take the dog out for the afternoon just figured what the heck we'll go hit some public ground her and i and hunt we got over to this little piece of public ground and started walking it and a couple other vehicles showed up and we were out there a little ways already and uh so i figured you know instead of us all kind of like working against each other like not knowing where each other was all the time yep. and stuff like that i was like you know what i'll just walk back to the to the parking lot here and like see what these guys game plan is and what our game plan what you know let them know what mine was and everything like that and maybe see if they just want to hunt together
0: right you yep.
1: know you know at first i thought it was just muzzleloader hunters showing up so i was like okay it, it's yeah, you don't want come to run their hunt and, well and, and, and it was just like okay well at least i'll know where they are and what yep. they're doing but then i saw another dog and stuff so i was like well they're pheasant hunters so it's like well we all might as well just kind of know where each other's at well so i walked back to the parking lot and as i got closer i was like oh, the dog kind of looks familiar and stuff like that and so does a couple of the guys and I got up there and it was actually four guys that live riding right like right down the street from me like really right down in the cul-de-sac right by me there like one of our listeners Chase Bonner was really? one of them Chase, Chad, Kevin and Mark those guys all live right down there I've talked to them quite a few times during the summer and stuff like that the dogs have played together and stuff huh. cuz when we'd bring our dog out for walks so I was like well heck I was like we all might as well just hunt together you know have a little neighborhood hunting thing so we all walked it together Ended up getting four roosters, so, and finding one shed antler, so that was kind of fun, and it was cool. you find it? I didn't find it. No? No, Chad did, but. Big? Yeah, it was a nice one, actually. Oh, no kidding, nice. Yeah, I think it was last year's, it was pretty yep. white, so okay. my guess it was last year's, but, so, I mean, that was kind of cool, ended yeah. up being a fun day, hunting with people you've never hunted with before, and people you already know, I mean, it's just right. kind of crazy how that happens, and some of them I didn't even know were really big into hunting, and come yep. to find out they are, so just kind of my good good news stories and this happened out on the ice before where we ran into people that we know and just start fishing with them and, and next thing you know you just had a great time so and
0: you add them on facebook and next thing right. you know you know you're, you're you're friends and and that's uh i mean i think at the end of the day that's kind of
1: i mean last week um uh, matt grave and awesome van Voorst and yep. i we all met up over at a couple Boat dirt and, bags. And, and right so yeah had a good time fishing with those guys so heck yeah, yeah. So you just never know. So be willing to, you know, go back, talk to somebody at the parking lot or whatever, and
0: yeah, and there 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 is a chance that they could be a couple of d bags. Yeah, there's a better chance know. that they're good people. I well, mean, they're, least- if they're out there, they're obviously into the same thing you're into. You know, I mean, right. You know, they're probably give you the benefit of the doubt just because you know you were stand up enough to turn around and come back and say, hey, you know, how you how are you gonna attack this? Even if you don't end up fish uh, hunt hunting with, with them, you yeah. know, like, okay, you know, I'm gonna go to the east here, you go to the west, and you know, we'll stay out of each other's way. Right. You know, and, yeah, exactly. and it's the safety thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that's too, the thing
1: you know? too, like when like I don't want them blasting at me and hopefully they don't want me blasting at them. So yep.
0: uh mine will be uh I officially uh we've we've got the uh the hoodie order in. And, uh, you know, when we originally started talking, uh, um, with Andrew Boyd of Boyd creative, he's the one that's making these shirts. Uh, when I first started talking to him about these shirts, uh, um, I threw out a number and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, said, ah, you know, hopefully we're, we're, you know, in this. And, uh, we kind of blew that number out by like, uh, I don't know, like 25, 30% or something like that. So, uh, you know th- thanks to everyone that uh, listens that uh you know wanted a shirt and uh you know everyone was everyone was really solid with uh you know getting payment in and whatnot uh uh biggie actually stopped right into lvo where where i was working i gave him a tour of the factory and uh and everything so that was pretty cool and uh no i th- i just you know it i know you, you throw out a big number you know i i guess a big number in our eyes you know i threw it out there to andrew you know it's like god dang it. you know i hope i hope we can get that you know whatever As i mean no one wants to be like wow. Well, you know i think we're gonna sell 12 shirts right, you know yeah. then you he's like 12 uh, of them yeah like, like nah dude like that's not worth our time but uh um we we, we were dang close to 50 shirts so nice. that's awesome uh, yeah it was pretty pretty awesome so
1: um yeah i guess uh with that being said um best fashionable most fashionable dirt bags around that's right that's right fantasy fishing is up and going fantasy fishing is up
0: and going (laughs) www.bassmasterfantasy.com
1: uh go create a profile yep create a profile if you don't have one already um then go to groups and midwest angler podcast is our group name and the password. To, it's a private group. The password to get in is dirtbags. Just no capital. Lowercase let- d. Yep. Yep. Just no capital letters. All lowercase. That's because
0: Matt made it dirtbag yep. with a little d.
1: Yep. Dirtbags. So that's that's how you get in, and it's a lot of fun. If it would have been me. It'd have been a big all d. capitals. That's why I put the Midwest <laughs> Angular Podcast in all caps. That's right. That's right. So.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, and and honestly, if you guys are uh, wanting to be a part of that and you can't figure it out message the page uh uh, emails uh
1: get a hold of us we'll help you with it yep
0: yep so yeah we'll
1: yeah we'll help
0: i guess that's that
1: only a couple more weeks until that kicks off so that's
0: gonna be awesome so i see a lot of the guys are already heading down to florida and yep um i saw austin felix is on the blackfish team yeah so there's a chance that we're gonna be getting some blackfish pjs hell yeah (laughs) Alrighty. uh, That'll be that. That's episode 154. We'll see you next week on episode 155. Later.